you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia. And how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 331 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, we are getting you ready for the A's versus Cleveland series that starts today. I'm going over the pitching matchups. That's going to take a couple of segments because we're getting a little bit into it a little bit. We're going to tell you about Tristan McKenzie and Cal Quantrill and Eli Morgan and uh, what they throw, what to expect in this series because this is a very winnable series for the Oakland A's. Let's see if they can keep the win streak alive and keep going until they uh, until they get to Chicago next week because that's going to be the big test. And then in the third segment, we are doing a truncated Wild Wild West Watch where I talk about the Yankees game and some of their post-game comments because I thought that they were hilarious. So that's what we're doing today. Uh, but before I get into any of that stuff, today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. They have amazing selection, reliably low price is all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com and tell them that locked on sent you and i know that i've been saying this for a minute now but i have all of the youtube stuff we're coming you guys it is happening i'm gonna play with it a little bit over the next couple of days before i leave for dc and see if i can maybe get like one quick little episode up there but uh, we're gonna be having our episodes both in your podcast feeds and on youtube so if you like watching podcasts on youtube you can do that as well we have the graphics we have the intro it's coming and to make things super nice and easy for you guys i'll even put the link to the youtube channel in the show notes so just wherever you're listening just click on the show notes click on the link you can follow us on youtube because we are coming Uh, i get back on monday night so probably the wednesday episode would be my guess for hopefully when there will be a youtube episode up for you guys for next week but it's coming next week and get excited you guys can follow us there it's the lockdown A's youtube channel it's not that hard to find uh there's just no content so it does make it a little bit harder so far um so follow the link you can also follow us on social media at locked on A's on twitter and instagram i'm at by jason b on twitter and in the spotify green room app i'll be going live probably tonight actually uh for tonight's game against cleveland because hey why the heck not i gotta get that in before I head off and uh, I'm not going to be able to do it this weekend. So we're doing it during the Cleveland series. And uh, if you have any questions for us, please send those to lockdownathletics at gmail.com. But let's talk just real quick about this series, because as I said before, this is a series that they should be able to win at least two out of three, if not sweep. They don't have a lot of bats over there. They do have one bat that uh, we are very, very familiar with, and he has been a thorn in the A side. And I remembered that he had been traded, but I totally forgot where he went. And that is Miles Straw, formerly of the Houston Astros. You know, their center fielder that they just traded at the deadline. And then they're like, oh, no, wait, we don't have a center fielder anymore. And now Cleveland has a center fielder that we get to worry about. So that'll be a lot of fun. But real quick, the pitching matchups for this series on Tuesday today, you got Tristan McKenzie going against Shamanaya. Should be a good matchup. Shamanaya should have the edge in that one. And then on Wednesday, you got Cal Quantrill going against Frankie Montas. Frankie's been really good of late. I'll get into that a little bit here in the second segment, but he's been pretty solid. 
Cal Quantrill has been really good in the second half. I'll go over that as well. And then on Thursday, the 10 a.m. game for us, and I'll be in the air. I have no, no idea what time that will start as I'm shifting across uh, time zones and all that stuff. But let's just say 10 a.m. because that's where all you guys will be. Uh, it's, you got Eli Morgan going against Chris Bassett. You got to hope that Chris Bassett and Shemaniah at least win their games. And then if Frankie is what he has been, hopefully they get that one too. So that's where I'm looking at first glance. That's what it looks like it should be. The A's should be able to win two out of three because they have arguably their three best pitchers throwing in this series. And we get to face a couple of guys with some high ERAs on Cleveland staff. They still don't have Shane Bieber going. He's been out for almost two months. So, And they also don't have that many bats. So it should be a fairly easy, not easy, but not as big of a challenge as you know a Houston series or a Chicago White Sox series. Maybe they're as good as the Rangers? We'll, we'll find out. I don't know. They've got good bullpen pieces. So you got to win this game a little bit early and then hold them off late. And that's basically the game plan for beating Cleveland in the year 2021 because they, they don't have a lot of you know guys that scare you outside of Jose Ramirez. They've got some other guys that performed well in the series that we saw them uh, just right out of the break. And I'll go over them here in a second. One of them no longer with the team. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. And also both guys were Bay Area guys. So I'm a little bit less worried about I'll talk about him now. Why not? Bradley Zimmer had a very good series. He was fantastic. And then also uh, Daniel Johnson. Uh, Daniel Johnson was optioned uh, recently, so he is no longer on the Cleveland squad. So those two guys uh, are not going to be playing in the Bay Area in this series where they are from. So I am less scared of them in this series. So that's my general take on the, the series. But let's dig in a little bit here. Let's start with Tristan McKenzie, today's starter on the season. He is one in five with a 589 ERA in the first half. And this is what I'm going to do for all three guys. I'm going to go first half, second half. Uh, you can get a sense of how they've been doing just overall, but then break it up into uh, more recently and, you know, overall. So first half of the season, he went 49 and one third innings pitched. He had 68 strikeouts, which is a very, very solid K per nine rate right there. And then he also had a 547 ERA and a 170 batting average against. So the ERA wasn't there but the strikeouts were there. The batting average against, pretty solid. Uh, not, a, not a terrible first half. If it, as, For a guy that's like 24, 25, that's not a bad first. That's a nice learning first half for a guy like that. But in the second half, he has not been faring nearly as well. Uh, he has 21 innings pitch total, 15 strikeouts, which is significantly fewer strikeouts than he had in the first half. And so that's something that catches your eye a little bit. He's like, okay, maybe he's not as dominant as he was, even with his five and a half ERA, five, eight ERA. Uh, maybe he's not as good as that. And the ERA in the second half kind of backs that up a little bit because he has a 686 ERA and also a 259 batting average against, which is basically the A's, uh, that, that's what a lot of these guys are hitting outside of like Starling Marte and the new, uh, and uh, you know, Jan Gomes and Josh Harrison. That's kind of what the A's hit is 250 or 259. So, uh, maybe, maybe the A's can actually really, really, really take control of this series in the first game against Tristan McKenzie. And I do want to say that the 259 batting average might be a little bit misleading. If you look at it, just that's what he's got. Cause 
He has faced some pretty decent offenses in his four starts out of the break. He's faced Houston, Tampa Bay, Chicago, the White Sox, um, and then also the Toronto Blue Jays. So some very, very stout lineups right there. And the A's aren't quite at that level on the season, but the way that they've been hitting of late, they might be fairly comparable. So let's see what they can do against Tristan McKenzie here. Um, real quick, before I give you guys some more Tristan McKenzie stats, I just want to give you Sean Mania's line from his start against Cleveland to start the second half. He went five and a third innings, pitched, gave up seven hits, three earned runs, seven strikeouts, and uh, yeah, not a terrible start. If he puts that up again, I think that I'd take it. Um, maybe a couple of more outs, maybe give me six innings and three hits or three runs, I'm sorry, and uh, see if that does it. Um, yeah, I, I think that if he goes six and gives up two, I think that that hopefully is enough to beat this Cleveland squad. But, and especially facing Tristan McKenzie, I, I think feel like with the moves that the A's have made, they can pounce on a guy like Tristan McKenzie, who is struggling just a little bit and not striking guys out, which is kind of his calling card. So uh, let, let's get a little bit deeper into Tristan McKenzie here. He has four pitches and all four of those pitches have a launch angle, just an average launch angle between 12 degrees and 25 degrees. So nothing is on the ground. Everything is a line drive or a deep fly ball. Those are not uh, launch angles that you want to be giving up on the regular. And that's just the average that he has for all of his pitches, uh, whether it's, you know, his fastball, his changeup, whatever it is, it's always going to be on a line. And that is not good if you're Tristan McKenzie. So let's see what happens. And, and when you take that, obviously th this next stat is not going to be surprising. He's given up 15 home runs in 70 and a third innings pitched. And that is ridiculously high. That is roughly twice as many as you want to give up in that amount of innings. So uh, he is a home run machine and hopefully the A's can do some of that damage with runners on base. Uh, let's see if, you know, let's see just hopefully uh, Mark Canna gets on base and then Sterling Rote gets on base and then Matt Olson goes deep and then boom, and then everything's fine and the game is over, um, hopefully. <laughs> also, his average exit velocity uh, against has been 91.9, which is very hard. Uh, league average is like 88, 89, somewhere in there. So that is extremely hard hit balls that he is giving up when guys make contact. And his whiff rate's not terribly high either. So when you take that 91.9 exit velocity against, that ends up in the third percentile in all of baseball. And that is not the side of the percentile rankings that you want to be. So he gives up some very, very hard contact uh, compared to pretty much any other pitcher in baseball. And then finally, he has 63% fastball usage, but I, that's really high. That's extremely high in today's age, especially when you're throwing four pitches. 63% for a fastball, fairly high. But at the same time, uh, it's only got a 212 batting average against, which is not bad when you're throwing it that much, almost two-thirds of the time. That's not a terrible batting average against. So that means, to me, that's a pretty good fastball. And he's working other pitches in, in there to make sure that guys are staying off of the fastball enough. Uh, sure, he's given up 11 home runs on the fastball, so it's also hittable if you can make some contact with it. But uh, maybe, maybe he goes heavy, heavy fastball, especially to Matt Chapman, who has been struggling with the fastball. But this is my uh, Matt Chapman talk where I talk about Matt Chapman and how he's been struggling. And then he does really, really good things for the next week. So here's Matt Chapman. He's been struggling and now he's not going to because the podcast is magic. Hopefully the YouTube channel is extra magic and the YouTube channel may even uh, lead to a World Series win. So make sure to subscribe, follow uh, the link in the show notes and uh, subscribe to the podcast uh, 
on YouTube because we will be there soon. But we will also be back here in just a minute giving you guys a little bit more information about the next two starters coming up in this series. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all of the action over at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, the NHL, the NFL is just about to start. I just looked up the odds for the Raiders and for the Niners to win their conferences and they are not high on the on the Las Vegas Raiders. They got them at plus 3,300, so... If you want to make some money and you think that the Raiders are going to be in the Super Bowl, they don't even have to win the Super Bowl. But if they're going to be in the Super Bowl, you're getting pretty good odds at plus 3,300. The Niners, on the other hand, are at plus 800, so slightly more favored. Um, so if you if you like one of those teams, go over to Bet Online, place some money on them, and you can place bets on where they each finish in the standings. There's plenty of ways to place bets on both of these teams. Or if you like the Jacksonville Jaguars, you can place money on them. It doesn't matter to me. All that matters is that you head on over to bet online before the next pitch on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great sporting news, sign up bonuses and contest information. Don't sit out the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs in the playoffs. Head on over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on. And that is why everybody says that bet online are your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe uh, wherever you like to hear podcasts, including YouTube, you guys. YouTube channel coming with content before too long. It is up. It is ready. You can subscribe. Don't miss an episode or let's call it a show now because there is visual. That means it is a show. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to have uh, guests on there. It's going to be a good time. You're going to be able to see my face, other people's faces. Uh, if I get more players on the on the show, they will be there with their faces, you're going to be seeing us a lot on social media. And you can follow us on social media too, at LockedOnAids on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. But let's keep going with this series preview, going over some of the pitching matchups here. On Wednesday, we got Cal Quantrill, who is 3-2 this season with a 314 ERA. And here I am trying to come up with a pie joke on the spot and I got nothing. 314 is pie. I have nothing that's appropriate and using of the word pie. So math, I guess. <laughs> Anyways, in the first half this season, he went 61 and two thirds innings pitched, gave up a 273 batting average against, and he had a 423 ERA. But if you know that he had a pie ERA on the season, you know that he got better because in the second half, he's gone 30 innings, has a 181 batting average against and an 090 ERA so far. And one of those starts was against the Oakland A's. He went five innings, gave up four hits, one run, walked two, struck out five. And uh, so, yeah, he's he's done a decent job against the A's already in the last month. But again, this A's offense is a little different. So let's see. This is going to be the test for me. If they can get to Cal Quantrill, I will start to believe that this A's offense is a little bit different. And I know that Cal Quantrill, not like a superstar guy. He's not Garrett Cole. He's not Noah Syndergaard. I love Noah Syndergaard. And I know that he hasn't pitched in like a year and a half. But he's always my example for guys that I would love to have on the Oakland A's. Just great pitchers. Like Noah 
Noah Syndergaard. And does he have it anymore? I don't know. Uh, I should probably start using Chris Sale because he's a lot closer to returning than Noah Syndergaard. But anyways, uh, moving on. Um, Cal Quantrill has been a good starter. He just shut them down. Let's see if uh, the new look A's offense can can do something a little bit more than they did just a month ago is, is my point, is all that I'm saying here. Uh, Frankie Montas is going to be starting against him. And in his start against Cleveland, he went six innings, gave up six hits, two earned runs, walked one, struck out seven. He's been pretty good in the second half, though. He has a 288 ERA since the break. And sure, that's almost two runs, that, that is two runs higher than Cal Quantrill in the second half. But Frankie Montas has a much better offense behind him. So let's see what happens. If they're both pitching relative to how they've been pitching, who has the advantage in this one? I don't know. It's going to be very, very interesting. This is the game that I have a little bit more of a question about. Um, just because Tristan McKenzie, good pitcher. He's a nice up-and-coming pitcher. Does he have it yet? Not necessarily. Has he had it recently? Also, no. And in the third game of this one, we got Eli Morgan, who has not been very good this season. Uh, granted, small sample size. He hasn't pitched 50 innings the entire year yet, but... He hasn't been very good either. He's one and four on the season with a 6.09 ERA in the first half. He went 21 and a third innings pitched, had a 3.15 batting average against, which is extremely high. That is everybody that he has faced had a 3.15 batting average. Not everybody, but you know, just aggregate, just combined. Everybody hit 3.15 against him, which is very, very bad. And he had an 8.44 ERA in the first half. And again, that is very, very small sample size. That is 21 and a third innings pitched. But, you know, that's all that we have to go on on Eli Morgan in the first half. So that is what the stats say. In the second half, he's been a little bit better. He's gone 23 innings. He's had a 236 batting average against and a 391 ERA. So he's been more league average so far in the second half. And one of the teams that actually inflated his ERA in the second half was the worst A's offense that they've gotten better. And I'm very excited to see what they do against because uh, Cleveland, we know them for their pitching and they've are, the A's prior offense actually did fairly well against their very, very good relievers. They walked them off once they really got close on another one. So let's see if they can get a sweep in this one. Or at least two out of three. That's all that I'm hoping for. Give me two out of three. I'll be happy. I'll stay out of everybody's hair. That's what I want. But uh, in his start against the A's, he went five innings, gave up seven hits, three earned runs, walked one, struck out six. Um, you know, not bad, but he is going to be facing the A's ace in Chris Bassett. And in his start against Cleveland, he went seven innings pitched, gave up six hits, three runs and eight strikeouts. And the reason that I had had the guys written down that did some damage against the A's in the last series in Bradley Zimmer and Daniel Johnson is because they both took Chris Bassett deep and he only gave up three earned runs. And... That, there you go. It was the home run. It was a long ball. And one of the guys that took him deep isn't on the team anymore. And the other guy, uh, sure, he's still on the team, but um, he's playing right field now, I believe. Um, he's also not going to be playing in the Bay Area. It's not a homecoming for him. So can anybody hit Chris Bassett? I don't know. Cleveland's already been no hit twice, I believe, this season. So let's see if somebody can throw a no hitter. That would be great. <laughs> but those are most of the stats that I got for you guys. I think that the A's have a good chance of at least taking two out of three, if not sweeping this series. And then they got a weekend series against Texas coming up. It It's it's go time. And I think that the, the A's are ready to go. Let's see if Chappie, again, this, this is me talking about Matt Chapman, getting him ready, 
he's going to be so hot in the second half or in this uh, last two months of the season because I'm going to talk about him so friggin' much because uh, that is that is what we do here. We, we get guys out of slumps, and then we also talk about baseball sometimes, but that that's that's what I like to do. Um, it's going to be a very, very good series, I think, and I got a little bit more coming up for you guys talking about the Yankees game and also just a couple of quick thoughts about the news concerning Barstool because uh, I got some thoughts. I have a lot more thoughts than I'll express, but I've got some thoughts for you guys, so uh, stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local auto parts store to stock all of the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter just orders parts off of their own computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. That's why I like Rock Auto, because I like saving time and I like saving money. And I can save 30 or 50 or even 100% on the same parts that I would get at a chain store by just going to Rock Auto. It's really simple. They've got so many options. I love it. And the prices at Rock Auto are always reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all of the parts available for your car or truck truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us boxing let them know that we sent you they have amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. And also make sure to leave us a nice rating and review if you could, because I love to read those. Uh, when the YouTube channel gets going, leave a bunch of nice comments. I'm going to have so much. No, I'm probably not going to read the comments on YouTube because uh, I am scared. I don't want to go there. It sounds terrifying. It's going to be like a Reddit board, isn't it? Uh, that's going to break me. Anyways, if you like this show, then you may also enjoy the Locked on Bets podcast because betting does not have to be a chore if you listen to the Locked on Bets podcast. And it's hosted by your boy Q, the host of the Locked on Raiders podcast, and also handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. And also uh, follow us on social media at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify green room app. Again, going live for game time tonight. That'll be a lot of fun. Seeing if I'm right about Tristan McKenzie getting absolutely crushed. Um, and then if you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. But let's talk about this Yankees game because it was... Uh, one, extremely long. It lasted until 10 o'clock our time. So it was over at 12 o'clock local time and they were playing in the central time zone. So that means that it was 1 a.m. in New York and that one started at 5 o'clock. So that one lasted almost five friggin' hours. And uh, yeah, th there was no scoring until the seventh inning. Uh, it was completely scoreless through six. And Jamison Tyone has had a hard time, not necessarily of late, but just this season of getting run support. He's been getting like literally zero. And then they take him out of the game and they score a bunch of runs for him. So that was mean and funny to me, I guess. The Yankees won this game eight to six. They're now two games back of the A's in the wildcard race, but they're also two games back of the Red Sox because the A's and Red Sox are tied in the wildcard race. Uh, they're the only team that played that kind of matters to the A's. There was like four games today, so it, or uh, Monday, so it didn't necessarily matter, but the Yankees won this one eight to six in the 11 innings. They're, again, 
zero runs through six innings. And then in the seventh, they each scored a run. In the eighth, they each scored a run. And then in the ninth, they each scored a run. And then in the tenth, they each scored two runs. And then in the eleventh, the Yankees scored three and Kansas City scored one. So that's how the game went. Um, players did things and all that stuff. But the the main the main play that scored two runs, two those two extra runs for the New York Yankees in that eleventh inning, uh, there was a rocket. I forget who hit it, but it, there was a rocket to shortstop, and it hit Nicky L- Lopez, the shortstop for the Kansas City Royals, like in the collarbone, and he just dropped. And everybody's like, "Is he okay?" I don't know if he's okay. So uh, check the news when you when you hear this and see if Nicky Lopez is okay. Uh, he stayed in the game. He finished defensively. He did not bat in the top or in the bottom of the eleventh, but um, probably precaution or you know, hey, he broke his friggin' collarbone or something. Um, did not look good, but. Man, that ball was hit so hard. And, uh, you know, thoughts and uh, everything to Nicky Lopez there. Hopefully he's doing okay. And the Royals put up a a good fight in this game. And because that ball was hit so hard, it trickled away. It allowed one run to score. And then another run came around to score because the second baseman did a little quick throw uh, to home plate. And then the ball got away and then run scored. So uh, that's how how that goes. And, uh, you know, oh, oh, well, I hope that everybody's, you know, healthy and doing okay. The A's lost a half game. It, it, it's fine. Um, the Royals, I w- assume, weren't going to be too competitive in this series, but they put up a really good fight in this game. They were matching the Yankees, uh, you know, runs for runs and uh, really made them work for it. So good job to them. But I do want to call attention to a quote from Yankee manager Aaron Boone after the game. And this is from MLB.com. And he said, quote, that game is who these guys are. It hasn't been easy all year, but they keep on competing, keep on coming. And I would like to point out, end quote, uh, they, I would like to point out that Aaron Boone uh, is speaking about the New York Yankees, who have the second highest payroll in baseball right now. And sure, they've had to deal with injuries, but they've also spent $204 million this year and are 62 and 50. So they're 12 games above 500. They're in the playoff race and they are facing the Kansas City Royals who have the 24th highest payroll with $84 million and they're 48 and 63 and most of those wins came in April. So yeah, they just keep coming. Those those Yankees, they never say die against a really, really bad team that they should have had no problem with whatsoever. It took them 11 innings. So yeah, sure. Spin, spin that one nice and positive for you. If that's what gets you through the night, Sure. Good job, Aaron Boone. I believe he got tossed. There was like a weird balk or something like that. I didn't see that part, but it was a weird game. It it lasted five innings. I didn't, or five hours. I did not watch the entire thing because I didn't care that much. I, I wanted to know like what happened, but, um, man, I cannot watch Yankees broadcast for that long. That's just not in, I don't have that in me right now. I'm old, you guys. I don't have the youth and the vigor to just yell at the TV. I just, I get mad. (laughs) And speaking of getting mad, uh, it was announced today that Barstool Sports, which is, if you don't know them, you're probably better off. But if you know them, uh, you either love them or you hate them. That's that's Barstool for you. They're very, very polarizing. And it was announced that they and MLB are nearing a partnership. Maybe it's them. Maybe it's a different, uh, you know, streaming network like Peacock or something like that. But uh, Barstool was the in the headline. And so Barstool has been the talking point on baseball Twitter a lot on Monday. 
And uh, it, basically the partnership would be uh, they would stream a midweek baseball game and it would the, the broadcast would be more concerned with betting, the betting aspect of putting money down on baseball. And, uh, you know, that's that's one thing that they're going to baseball is going to be going after the money that uh, is not currently coming into them because they would like all of it. And, uh, you know, Barstool is a, a place, but I also uh, don't like Barstool very much. They're not very good people. They might be nice people. They've donated money to places, but uh, that felt like it was just them trying to buy goodwill and maybe like buy this partnership. I don't know, but uh, they've definitely been uh, caught, not even caught. They just say racist things uh, like, you know, the N word. Um, and, uh, are, they have this whole army of bro dudes that go after women that criticize them because they're very sexist, uh, over at Barstool. And I don't want this to happen because I don't think that it's productive for baseball. I like baseball a lot, but if they keep doing stuff like this, I mean, what, what the hell? No, you're just alienating a lot of your fan base. Sure. You might get a younger fan base that's there, but do you want them? Do you want the Woodstock 99 crowd to be the only people that consume your your product? I don't think that that's what you want. And I'm not going to get into trying to convince anybody that Barstool is good or bad or anything like that, because uh, if you know me, you know where I stand on that one. But I do want to go with the perception of Barstool at the very least, because I think that everybody, whether you like them or you hate them, you can agree that the perception of them to the wider universe is not positive. It is a very negative if you if you want to go with uh, just perception of Barstool and especially uh, their, you know, GM or who, their Presidente because he's white. Um, anyways, so I just want to point out the, the timeline of events from this year so far, just like the last month in baseball. We've got the Trevor Bauer. Uh, it, they just keep re-upping his uh, suspension or whatever they want to call it, his leave, uh, while they keep investigating the accusations of, you know, uh, sexual assaults. So there's that. Uh, so they, they have that. And everybody said, do not let this guy sign for this much money. The Dodgers didn't handle that properly. Uh, there's been a lot of backlash with just him signing for that much money. And then obviously this happened and it's not necessarily surprising, but it's still disheartening. So you got that. And then on Sunday, uh, there was a fan at a Rockies game and everybody really thought that they heard this fan yell the N-word, and uh, that was very disheartening uh, for a lot of people. Apparently, he was yelling for the mascot Dinger, grown man yelling for Dinger, and, you know, while that's adorable, it really did not sound like he was saying Dinger without the uh, the full uh, visual there, so that was strange. And then the next day, the absolute next day after Major League Baseball put out a statement saying we do not condone this language or doing anything like that. They're like that this this news breaks that they might be partnering with a brand named Barstool that loves to use language like that. And uh, I think that's crap and uh, I don't like it. I will definitely not be tuning into the Barstool stream because I don't think that I can handle that much machismo, my man. Um, yeah, it's just not for me, and uh, they need to get people that are just better at talking about baseball that uh, just aren't just utterly terrible people. So uh, that's my thoughts on Barstool. I tried to hold back, and I think I did because I got some other thoughts, but I'm not going to say them. Um, also just one last thing on the, the Presidente. He also tweeted out, uh, after Starling Marte hit a solo home run in a game that the A's were losing by like six runs. Uh, it was like the first game that 
Starling Marte was on the team. Um, he said, four and a half years of Lazardo for this home run to make it a five-run deficit. Look, and he's like, oh, look at the A's making this dumb, dumb trade. Since then, uh, Starling Marte is the best player in baseball, and Jesus Lazardo is still the same guy. So I'm not saying Lazardo's not going to turn it around, but if the A's are trying to win a championship, those are the trades that you make. It's not like it was an easy decision, dummy. Uh, anyways, that's, that's just his baseball opinion. And that's without, you know, calling Colin Kaepernick a terrorist looking guy. And he didn't know that he was black and stuff. Um, so yeah, he's not very well informed or thoughtful. He's just a dummy that tries to outrage people a lot like Fox news, uh, just to, you know, get people engaged. And then that's how the brand spreads and you know, what, how things just deteriorate in society. So, uh, don't do it baseball. That would be a very, very dumb thing to do. And, uh, Hopefully you saw everybody's retweets because they were not happy. But anyways, that's all that I got for you guys today. YouTube's coming. That'll be a lot of fun. So make sure to look in the show notes for that link. Uh, there's also links to our Voco page, which is where you can get A's merchandise. Uh, it's good, good stuff. I like it over there. And also I get a cut of the cash. So uh, do that. Um, and then follow us on social media at Locked on A's on Twitter, and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify green room app. Uh, that's all that I got for you guys today. Tomorrow I'm recapping the game. And then uh, a little bit later in the week, I've got a special interview for you guys that I will be dropping when I am out of town. So that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, I will, once it's recorded, I will let you guys know who it is. Um, I'll probably tweet it out. I just like to have it in the bank before I start promoting guests because it's happened a couple times now where I have promoted and then uh, something happens and our schedules don't align for another couple of weeks. And then I feel bad for not having it there when I said it was going to be there. So anyways, uh, that's what I got for you guys coming up on this week. Uh, but that is all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk at you tomorrow. Tomorrow.